Welcome to Raising the Bar with your host, Amy Bredo. Do you ever listen to that inner voice? The one that tells you that you can achieve great things just by giving yourself a little push? Making that voice heard is what this show is all about. What if you could turn your negatives into positives? You'll hear from others who have embraced that personal drive and will help you raise the bar. Now, here is Amy Bredo. Good morning, everybody. Happy Thursday. I am thankful you are here with us. I'm super excited to introduce you to today's guest. And the thing that's pretty cool about it is Ed and I just recently got connected. So I'm going to be hearing a lot of these great things for the first time as well. Uh, Today's guest is a gentleman named Ed Anderson. He does work for um, Wendy's. Ed, you're a franchisee, if I read correctly. But I'm super excited for you to uh, share your story of how that all came about and your passion for support the cause of the Dave Thomas Foundation for um, helping kids find their forever families out of out of foster care. Uh, Ed Anderson just wrapped up a huge bike tour, or tour day adoption. I'm sure my accent is butchering however that is supposed to sound, Ed. But you actually rode your bike from Virginia Beach to San Diego and just wrapped that up. So aside from sore muscles, how are you doing today? Well, I'm, I'm actually feeling pretty good. My my body is a little tired, but <laughs> I'm just I'm just really happy that I was able to finish it and to you know be able to have an impact for all those 130,000 kids that are in foster care in Canada and America, and trying to help find them a forever mom and dad. I think that is amazing, and adoption is something that is so close to my own heart. I know you and I didn't have the opportunity to really connect before the show today because you were writing, and um, I just think that's cool. We get to know each other with everybody else that's listening right now. Share a little bit um, just about kind of your background. I know I had had read your letter about how you um, started with Wendy's and managed, you know, as a manager trainee right out of college. But had you worked for the company before college, or was it just an opportunity that you found right after graduation? Well, actually, you know, uh, I'm a great example of the fact that the the American dream is still alive. When I graduated from college in 1980. I was very difficult to find a job, so I actually went to work for Wendy's, the company, as just mm-hmm. a manager trainee working in the restaurant. And for almost 10 years, I worked for the company, working in the restaurants as a general manager and then as a district manager and as a franchise consultant. But after 10 years, I was able to become a franchisee with a partner and own my own business. And that's what I've done you know, for the last... 26 years. I've been working for Wendy's for 36 years, and Dave Thomas, who's our founder and was also adopted, by the way, Mm -hmm. while he didn't make it easy, if you worked hard and, you know, you were very diligent and and wanted to succeed, you could have the opportunity, you know, to move into the franchise part of the business and own your own business. So, for me, I'm a living example of the American dream, and I was just very thankful for it, and that's why... I decided to do this bicycle ride across the country and to give back. As Dave said, we should always give back and we should always do the right thing. Absolutely. Did you have many opportunities to meet Dave Thomas or was it a communication, you know, via telephone or through, well, I guess there wasn't really email <laughs> back then. Was, <laughs> no. was he somebody you grew to knew personally or just um, learning more about him through the culture of the company? 
as as was once I became a franchisee and he with the company, you know, had opportunities to interact with them a little bit, and uh, you know, so I was able to uh, interact, and and obviously, you know, he would travel around the country at times and get a chance to to meet with him then, and you know, he he was what he was, what people remember him as in the commercials and all, right? And he was just a fantastic. Uh, person who truly cared about adoption because he was. He, he even testified in front of Congress uh, to try and improve the the rules and the benefits for those that adopt because he believed that anybody that was adopting should have the same rights as somebody who was having a, a, a normal child. Normal child is probably the wrong word, but had a child through child. Birth child, I get it. <laughs> that, that adoptive parents should be able to have those same rights and you know, with leave and all as they take on a child, and uh, he works very hard and diligently for that. You know, I one of my children is adopted, so I'd like to thank him for that because I actually, I didn't know that. Do you know um, more about the backstory of how the Dave Thomas Foundation was created? You know, was, was this something that he'd always envisioned in his mind as he developed, you know, his corporation, or was this something that came later in his career? It, it did. Excuse me. It did come later in his career. I believe it was in the early 1990s uh, that he started to craft this and put this together. And you know, since that beginning and the inception, the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption has actually impacted over 5,500 children being adopted and finding forever moms and dads. And with the Dave Thomas Foundation. Uh, for adoption, there's also a, a program called Wendy's Wonderful Kids. And what that is, is that through the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption and the funds that I've raised and other funds, many franchisees in the company raised, uh, we hire recruiters across the country that work with foster kids to help to prepare them for adoption and for the parents. Because it's such, as you would know, it's a right. very difficult process to go through. And these recruiters are just fantastic people. And one of the things that the Wendy's Wonderful Kids program does also is to look to find homes for those children that are older. Because, you know, a lot of people like to adopt the children when they're younger. Right. Well, the recruiters look to fit families together, you know, with children that are older and uh, may have challenges or even keeping families together. You know, if there's there's two or three kids that, or in foster care that are a family, these recruiters will go out and look for families that say, I can take on those three children so they don't get broken up. So it, it's a wonderful program that is, you know, across the country with all these recruiters. You know, I think it's amazing. And interestingly, um, I totally agree. You know, I've had quite a few shows as of late just regarding foster care, some different systems and organizations that are in place to actually kind of intercept a lot of kids before they get caught in foster care. And I don't want to say caught in foster care that it, like it's always a bad thing because it's not. We've got a lot of great people involved in foster care that really provide these kids with safe, nurturing environments. But I did adopt an 11-year-old uh, child. He was internationally <laughs> adopted. But yes, that is difficult. And kids of, of an older age do come with um, some baggage, for lack of a better word, and so you do need those systems in place and those areas of support. So it's it's pretty exciting to to see what Dave Thomas has 
developed and what people like you are doing to continue that legacy. Uh, Before we even continue, I do want to encourage people to look you up, though, on Facebook and Twitter so they can kind of scroll through your feed. Um, You can find Ed at Facebook and slash Ed's Bicycle Tour or follow him on Twitter at Ed's Bicycle Tour because as I was looking through that, you know, I kind of want to scroll way back (laughs) and and, and look through, um, you know, a lot of your journey and, and learn more about your different experiences. So I know your goal was to raise a million dollars, and that's that's a lofty, awesome goal. So how is that going so far? Well, well, I did have three goals. The first okay. one was to raise a million dollars, and uh, just yesterday I, I did go over the three hundred thousand mark. Wow, that's awesome! And, uh, so it is. It's awesome. And then my second goal was to raise awareness for foster care and adoption. And, and that has been very successful thanks to people with, uh, you know, sharing my Facebook page and sharing things and then with radio shows like this and TV. Mm-hmm. And then the third goal was maybe to compel some people to adopt. And through my rides, I know I've had at least three people that have said, you know, after hearing about what you're doing and, and all this that's going on, we think we're going to take it a step farther, and we are going to consider seriously adopting and moving forward with it. Because one of the things that you mentioned is, you know, if kids, children age out of foster care, yeah. the statistics are so alarming on what happens to those children. They don't have, you know, a mom or a dad to fall back on or a family, and the statistics for the success rate of them, you know, getting into society is is very difficult because of that. So the more we can do to impact, the better. And so, yes, I wanted to raise a million dollars. May not get there, although funds are still coming in as I finish the ride, but I think it still has been a great success. And I always said, if I can just impact one child, then it's been a success. Is it still possible to make donations even though your ride is finished? Are you leaving that open? Oh, yes, absolutely. In fact, I'm, I'm happy to say that actually yesterday I, I received over $12,500 in donations wow. just yesterday alone. So, oh, yes. my gosh. And um, it is on my Facebook page on, on how to donate directly, and you can do that, uh, you know, by going to my Facebook page. Yeah, you know, and this, this, to refer back to what you were saying about the statistics of foster care children, those statistics, I cannot speak. Those stats, I'm going to st- start with stats. They're staggering because I just had um, a woman on recently and we're speaking. I want to say it was something in the 80% range of death row inmates are people that have aged out of foster care. Um, you know, I don't think anybody intends to wind up in prison. I don't think anybody intends to lead a life of crime because that sounds like a good idea. It's just so sad that without proper direction and guidance and somebody loving you that you just become desperate and, and poor choices are made because you don't, I shouldn't say you don't know any better. I believe people know better, but they don't know how else to cope and function. So to know that you can make a difference is huge. I want to encourage our listeners to, to yeah, please look at up at Facebook. Uh, it's facebook.com slash Ed's Bicycle Tour. Also look him up on Twitter at Ed's Bicycle Tour. If anybody has any questions or wants more information on how they can donate personally or um 
offer up uh, corporate sponsorships, you can also email me at amy.raisingthebar at gmail.com. We'll be happy to connect you to Ed and his fundraising pages. And I can also post that on the Raising the Bar Facebook page as well. So I have uh, some questions for you. I'm curious, when you were riding, there had to be moments that just... I mean, was this something, I mean, this is a dumb question. So clearly, were you an active bicyclist? You know, did you train for this? How long did you plan for this event? Well, actually, I was not an active cyclist. Uh, okay. I was a runner, so I, I did okay. run. Mm-hmm. I was not an active cyclist. And uh, last year, as I, like I said, I crossed my milestone of over 36 years with working for Wendy's. I was thinking about how can I give back because Wendy's has been good to my family. I have two sons who are now involved in the business business with me, which is just remarkable and fun. Awesome. But as a funny story, last September I was at dinner. I have three sons and my wife, and we were all at dinner. And uh, I just said, you know, next year I'm going to bicycle across America uh, to raise funds for the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption and Wendy's Wonderful Kids. And my wife turned to me and she said, and when did we decide to do this? <laughs> Funny. And uh, but but since then, you know, my wife Judy, you know, has just been a hundred percent supportive. So from last September on, I started to train. Okay. And I continued to run and swim a little bit and bicycle. But actually, by the beginning of this year, it was just purely riding a bicycle to get ready for this because it was almost four thousand miles because I didn't come straight across the country. I actually had over 20 franchisees contact me saying, will you come through my city and I want to support you and I want to help with this cause. That's how important it is, you know, to the entire brand here. Many of us as franchisees embrace this and so does the company. So I made over 20 stops across the country, starting in Virginia Beach. I went as far north as Canton, Ohio, then down to Nashville. Oh, wow. Across to St. Louis, Kansas City, Colorado, then down to Tucson and then across to San Diego. Holy cow, holy cow. We have just a few moments before we go to break. I'm, I'm curious, did you have like a scheduled period of time that you absolutely had to be riding each day? Because it, it was a race for a cause. It wasn't necessarily a race. So were you able to stop you know, with bad weather or did you have a certain goal that you had to meet each day mile-wise? Well, what I had was with those stops that were planned, uh, I had to make it to those stops because they had planning involved where they'd have a radio ah. remote there or the TV station. So okay. I had very, very little wiggle room in between. And as I planned this, I really didn't know at times, well, how far could I go when I was going over the Appalachian Mountains? How difficult right. would it be? You know, I went east to west with everybody will tell you you need to go west to east because of the prevailing wind. So how tough right. would it be in Kansas and the plains with the winds in your face? But um, I had to make those stops on time because of it, and I was able to make them, even with some difficulties at times. But, uh, you know, my longest day was almost a, was 118 miles. I had wow. a, a couple other days over 100, and, and many days were in the 80 and 90 miles. Wow, that's a lot. Uh, we have just a, about a minute before we go to break, so I want to make sure I don't interrupt you. A couple of the things I would love for you to share with some of our listeners when we get back are, um, I would like to, I'm just curious about some of the mental and physical challenges that you had during your ride. And, and riding east to west, I, I think um, 
kind of putting yourself in that position is a great testimony to the character that you have. Like, let's just make this even harder, <laughs> but for such a such a good reason. And I'm really curious to know too uh, what this did to your heart and your family's heart, you know, um, throughout this journey. So when we come back, we're going to hear more of Ed Anderson's story and his experience during his tour de adoption to support the Dave Foundus, uh, the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption. And we're going to be back in a few moments. Again, please check Ed out on Facebook and Twitter, and we will be right back. <music> your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Have you considered expanding your family through adoption, but don't know where to start? Are you looking to get some answers and direction on how and where to start? Reach out to the community at the Echo Foundation. The Echo Foundation offers five distinct areas of support. For those children in need throughout the world, we are here to support you and guide you through your process and beyond. For more information, please visit amybrado.com and click on the Echo Foundation. That's amybrado.com and click the Echo Foundation. There are over 147 million orphans and at-risk children in the world. It's a global problem, but you can make a huge difference. You can help from home or on the ground serving opportunities. Please visit amybrado.com and click on the Echo Foundation tab to request more information. Our vision is to build a self-sustaining ecosystem of ideas, individuals, and organizations equipped to carry out the mission of hope for every orphan in the world. Help us with our goal of helping every child in need. Visit amybrado.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Listening to Raising the Bar with Amy Bredo. We'd love to hear from you with any comments or questions about the show. The email address is amy.raisingthebar at gmail.com. That's amy.raisingthebar at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. We are back. I'm hoping that in uh, this segment I can stop tripping over my words. Uh, you're listening to Raising the Bar. I'm Amy Bredo. Today we're speaking with Ed Anderson, and we're learning more about his tour de adoption, his bike ride from Virginia Beach to San Diego uh, to increase awareness of the of the really great need of uh, adoption and the need for adoptive families from kids in foster care. And if you'd like to learn more about the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption, you can look online at DaveThomasFoundation.org. And just really want to encourage everybody listening to really just be open to what your heart is kind of prompting you to do with this information. You know, and it leads me, um, you know, over the break and before we went to the break, I was thinking about, you know, the different franchisees that you said you had, had stopped to see. What do you think it meant for them 
you know, to really see what you're doing. It's one thing to say you're going to do something or it's one thing if you're watching somebody's journey on social media, but for you to actually go out of your way to make these stops to these different Wendy's locations where this is really close to people's hearts. I mean, how many lives do you think you may have impacted? Has that even kind of set in? I don't know if it's set in and I don't know if I could put a number on it from that standpoint, but you know, again, the support from the franchise community and the company community, you know, was just stupendous. You know, their their involvement at each stop. And, and I just really, you know, want to emphasize again that every year we come together at convention for our national convention, mm-hmm. and we raise money that way also for adoption. And, you know, one of the things that we're all very proud of with the DTFA is the fact that, and, and I want to be sure I, I quote this correct, but I know it is, is probably close to 93 to 95% of every dollar that is donated to the DTFA actually goes to helping children find forever homes. It, you know, we're very proud in the DTFA is of, of running a very lean organization so that the dollars that are raised, you know, go to the DTFA. But, you know, my hope is that I've, I've impacted a lot of people. I know that the franchisees, that I visited are all very passionate about what we did. You know, did you have a big caravan of people following you? Like, I'm assuming that, you know, somebody was had to have been driving with you, correct? Just safety Well, reasons. there was no big caravan of people no? following me. What, <laughs> what I had was, um, you know, uh, our own personal vehicle, and we bought a, a small trailer because I had to have a second bicycle. And, right. You know, we've been gone for over 10 weeks. So we had supplies because sometimes we didn't know if we were going to be able to find a place to stay. Right. And, you know, so we literally had a sleeping bag and an air mattress and a car. But my wife did the predominant amount of the driving over eight weeks. She wow. committed to this. And while she didn't follow directly behind me or anything like that, you know, mm-hmm. she would be there, you know, five, 10, uh, 20 miles ahead where, you know, to refill my water bottles just to make sure I'm okay. And, and it's a very challenging thing because there are times where the, I'm biking and I can get through, but a road was closed or, you know, we would lose Internet or uh, cell phone coverage. But, you know, she, she just did a fantastic job of supporting me, and, and I did have some other people that would help a few times. But the caravan was me and usually one other person. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? It's still your own little personal convoy, so I like that. <laughs> Tell me, you know, from the moment that you began your journey, how was it mentally for you? You know, when you start a big project or endeavor or journey for you, you know, your emotion uh, is very high. Your effort is very high. Was there any point in the journey where you just felt like, crap, this is really hard. I I don't know how I'm going to keep going. There were a few times. I I did have a a major crash in Kentucky. And... (sighs) Uh, I went over a railroad track and 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 crashed. I had a very very hard fall, and what ended up happening is my right hip. Uh, I was literally black and blue from the hip almost down to my ankle. Oh my gosh! And then I still continued to ride, but in Nashville it just got really bad and swollen. I ended up, you know, going and when I showed it to the doctor, the doctor's response was, "I need to take a picture of this and send it to somebody else." And um, Thankfully, uh, you know, about 36 hours later, it was fine, but they had to do a uh, MRI 
and a uh, ultrasound to make sure I didn't have any blood clots. They thought I had vein damage, so they did a vein Doppler, and then they thought I had damage to my either my kidneys or liver because there was some blood in in, in the urine. I right. mean, it was a bad fall. And Darn it, I Kentucky. Was very, uh, I was very concerned on would I be able to finish the ride. Uh, and actually, for a little bit, I was concerned that I really damaged myself. But at the end of the day, uh, I was cleared, and it still took four weeks before I could actually sleep at night without pain, and I actually still have some swelling, which they said won't go down. But there were days where it was, I'd wake up and wonder, am I going to be able to pedal today? And, and honestly... I would think about if I were a kid in foster care, a child, and I knew somebody was out there that was going to impact and give me the possibility of finding a forever family. It was like, I can do this, as hard as it is, because I was lucky enough to grow up with a loving mom and dad. And, and my wife, Judy, you know, her mom and dad, which is, is another story, but they were, they were a very loving family because her mom and dad grew up in a home. Oh, my gosh. That's how they met. Um, you know, it was in the time, you know, it was an orphanage, and um, both uh, Judy's mom and dad lost their dads. You know, and, and this was, you know, in the late 30s, early 40s. Right. And, you know, there was no real infrastructure, and they both uh, were, were put in a home, and uh, that's where they grew up, and they graduated. And, you know, it, it, was, it was a great experience for them. I mean, they have... Uh, reunions every year, and they call it their second family. But, you know, while Judy and I never adopted, and we have three wonderful sons, uh, we always had that in the back, was uh, her mom and dad. <clears throat> wow. I didn't I didn't see that coming, which I'm kind of glad, because I... Uh... My reaction, and, and obviously the reaction of our listeners, is, is um, so heartfelt. And isn't it amazing how... You know, I don't know what your scope of thinking is, and that's okay, but isn't it amazing how God works <laughs> in, in putting people together and how your wife's parents grew up that way? And who would have thought, you know, you would work with Wendy's and be so successful and get so involved with the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption? Like, I love hearing how people's stories are knitted together. I, I think it's it's so encouraging to people. Um, that's amazing. Are, are Judy's parents still around? Uh, Judy's mom is still around. She lost her dad uh, quite a while ago to to cancer. Oh, but sorry. Um, it, I had the opportunity, and and still do. Um, right. There there are less of them, but every year, like I said, they go back to the, the home in Lexington, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. All those that are still living, and many of them, they come back together, and it's like one big family, you know, that they had. It, it's it's remarkable, but it just. <laughs> again, was a, a secondary part of, you know, the impact of what we wanted to have and what we wanted to do, which is, which is why, you know, my wife was, was just so supportive, you know, with this trip. Um, because it, this may sound somewhat cliche, but I had the easier job. I got on the road and I pedaled. Right. My wife, you know, in the vehicle, you know, had to maneuver around, had to go through, you know, different challenges to make sure that she was there. You know, she's the one that would help find us either a hotel or sometimes it was tough to even find a place to get something, you know, for lunch where she would meet me on the side of the road. 
right. uh, it, it, it was it was a difficult thing to do, and and she was marvelous. I mean, you know, we kid that probably the Tour de France is going to hire her as one of their sack drivers. <laughs> so good. That's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. And I just. She sounds like an awesome woman. I would love to to meet her, be able to connect with her sometime because I think she has just such a great you guys have such a great story together. And what a great legacy you're creating for your boys. And I mean, you said two of your sons are involved in your business, correct? Yeah. You know, um who knows what seeds are being planted in your sons? Who knows if they'll end up adopting or or their family it doesn't matter. It's 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 a an issue that needs to be dealt with, and I love that you're so open to communicating about it with your friends and your family. You know, adoption itself is not maybe for everybody, but everybody can get involved in it to support the families that are doing it. And I'm, gosh, I'm really really grateful that you came on with us today because the story is super exciting. Uh, it's it's interesting to me. Um, about your fall, you know, because that was what, about a third of the way into the ride. And you yeah. said it, and it took about four weeks to heal or, you know, you're, you're still healing from that. Well, and and I ju- still have some pain. Yes. But it was uh, four weeks of significant uh, challenges. Yeah. And I can't imagine how you must've felt and just your, um, your whole outlook and your attitude is such an inspiration. I think to so many people out there, you know, the whole point of, of this show or the guests that I'm so grateful and happy to find, you know, I want to encourage people to push themselves and go further. And it's just, uh, wouldn't it figure that something like that would happen to kind of be, um, that motivational or an encouraging thorn in your side, for lack of a better way to say it, to to keep you going. And what an excellent mindset you had to think like, okay, I'm in excruciating pain, yet all these kids are out there and this is for them. And that you were able to just kind of overcome that and keep going is amazing. Again, I want to encourage everybody listening to follow you and find you and and see how they can donate and especially encourage corporate sponsorship because what a great cause to support. You know, I see in your letter Ed, that you had put your phone number in there. I'm not sure if you want me to scream that one out on the air, but uh, you I know, have anybody. No problem. No problem. Anything that we can do to help children is I'm willing to do 110%. Oh, great. So, you know, like I said, follow Ed on Facebook and Twitter at Ed's Bicycle Tour. But you know what? Free, Feel free. Why can I not speak today? Feel free to shoot him a text or give him a call at 804-690-8600. And we'll go through and give those numbers and everything again. What else, um, you know, aside from your accident, what are some real high points from your journey? Well, I will tell you that uh, there was there's the uh, the Junior Bridgman group, uh, and Junior Bridgman played professional basketball, but yet he is one of the most humble people you would ever meet, and he owns you know uh, quite a few Wendy's, and we were in a couple of his markets where he invited adopted or foster care children to events, and there was one event, uh, two events actually, so two quick stories. Yeah, I know. Take your parents, time. These two parents that came up. And um, they had this just young child between them. They were both holding hands, and they came up and said, we really want to thank you for this and the support, you know, that you're giving because, you know, this this person right here, our adoption becomes final in a couple months. And, you know, the Wendy's Wonderful Kids recruiters have helped us, and, you know, we just really thank you. 
And, and then there was another example of when I was at an event, I had this big map of my route. Mm-hmm. And we would post the map every time in the restaurant because a map, people love to look at maps. Yeah, I but agree. These two young, these two young kids who were eating in the restaurant, they came over and, you know, they saw my bicycle there and I could tell they were kind of looking and I said, you know, you, you know what I'm doing? And I said, I'm riding across the country. And I said, do you know where you are now? You know, where they lived? And we pointed to that. I said, so I'm riding all the way across the country. And, you know, when they looked at the map and that, it was just phenomenal. And they couldn't have been, uh, maybe the oldest was seven years old and the other was five years old or six. But anyway, they were just marveling at it. And then they left. And about a couple minutes later, they both came back with a dollar in their hand. And uh-huh. they said, here. And I said, well, put it in here for adoption. And they both gave me a dollar. Oh, they're little it, hearts. Yeah, it was, it was just remarkable. And I can't tell you how many times, uh, I can tell you one time, you know, we were pulled off in the middle of nowhere. My wife, she had met me and stopped for lunch. And we were in the middle of nowhere, cornfield for as far as you could see. And this pickup truck goes, you know, screaming by, mm-hmm. stops, turns around pulls over, we get out, and then they said, are you okay? They just wanted to know if we were okay. And we said, yes, you know, just having lunch, explained what we were doing. Right. And uh, my wife asked, you know, are you a farmer here? Yep, this is my land and all this. But before he left, he pulled his wallet out, and he said, here. And he gave us $20. This is, you know, this is for your cost. And I had, I bet you, 10 or 15 times across the country where people stopped or at different locations and just pulled out five, ten, fifteen, twenty dollars, and said, "Here." Uh, you know, it's not that giant donations aren't, you know, obviously so so appreciated, but just the story of those little boys giving you a dollar, the farmers driving by. It's just giving what you have and giving it freely feels so good and it's so humbling I think um, to receive those gifts and you know I can tell that you have a very grateful heart and such a good attitude we have a few minutes before we're going to go to our second break but do you think that this is something that you will do again you know uh, if people would ask me that at the beginning of the ride and I said no this is a one and done <laughs> but I, have had, I have had people ask me and um I could not say I wouldn't do it again. Uh, I did have, and I know we're getting ready to go to break, but I did have one franchisee from New Jersey named Gaspar Giordano, and he Mm -hmm. did uh, ride a 1,000 miles with me, and and I would like to talk a little bit about that because it was very special. So, yes, I, I, I would consider doing it again for the children. Yeah, when we come back, let's definitely talk about that because I would really like to hear how that that conversation went down and and how that works. Again, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Today we are talking to Ed Anderson. We still have some great uh, conversation to have when we come back from the break, but please jump on social media. Find Ed on Facebook at facebook.com slash Ed's Bicycle Tour, also at Twitter at Ed's Bicycle Tour. Again, you can reach him at 804-690-8600. And you know what? All of you who are still just being inspired or encouraged by this, you know, there's 
there's still time to donate. And I think we're pretty close to convincing Ed that he should totally do this again. So there's going to be more opportunities to help. Please also look up the Dave Thomas Foundation at davethomasfoundation.org. So you can learn how you can get involved, how you can help. If, if being an adoptive family isn't for you in this season, you can find out ways to get involved and support those that are really diving into this journey. Um, and just the last 30 seconds or so, Ed, you know, what would be your word of encouragement to people that are kind of being inspired right now? My word of encouragement is that every little bit helps, you know, whether it's a financial donation or even just sharing my Facebook story, you know, to other people so that the tentacles reach out so that we can reach people in any way. But again, it's for children and and children deserve to be able to have that forever mom and dad. And and long term, it just helps us all. But it, you know, it's for kids. and, And God said, let's take care of the kids. That's absolutely true. You're listening to Raising the Bar with me, Amy Bredo, and our guest, Ed Anderson, and we will be right back. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. There are over 147 million orphans and at-risk children in the world. It's a global problem, but you can make a huge difference. You can help from home or on the ground serving opportunities. Please visit amybredo.com and click on the Echo Foundation tab to request more information. Our vision is to build a self-sustaining ecosystem of ideas, individuals, and organizations equipped to carry out the mission of hope for every orphan in the world. Help us with our goal of helping every child in need. Visit amybredo.com. Have you considered expanding your family through adoption, but don't know where to start? Are you looking to get some answers and direction on how and where to start? Reach out to the community at the Echo Foundation. The Echo Foundation offers five distinct areas of support. For those children in need throughout the world, we are here to support you and guide you through your process and beyond. For more information, please visit amybredo.com and click on the Echo Foundation. That's amybredo.com and click the Echo Foundation. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Listening to Raising the Bar with Amy Bredo. We'd love to hear from you with any comments or questions about the show. The email address is amy.raisingthebar at gmail.com. That's amy.raisingthebar at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. everybody. I thank you for uh, coming back with us after this break. Ed was just rubbing it in my face about how it's beautiful in San Diego as I'm watching the rain trickle out my window here in Chicago. So thanks for that, Ed. Just kidding. (laughs) I actually love San Diego. I love California. I would probably live there in a heartbeat. All my family is here in the Midwest. So who knows? Who knows what's in store in the future? Um, I know we were talking quickly over the break, and and even before the break, you had shared about another gentleman that had joined you for a thousand miles of your journey. Uh, Tell us about that. How did that conversation or idea take place for him to hop on board for a bit of the ride? Well, Gaspar is a franchisee for Wendy's also in New Jersey, and um, 
when he heard about the ride, and we had known each other for a while, and he is a bicyclist, uh, true, through and through. And he had been trying to get me to bicycle for years. But anyway, he said, I'd like to join you for some of this. This is important, and, and I'd like to do it. And, you know, at first I kind of thought, oh, okay. And, but anyway, as I was going through my journey, he said, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to arrive in Denver, and I'm going to ride with you to Tucson, which is a 1,000 miles. Wow. And it, it came at a perfect time because in Colorado, about it was well over 100 miles before getting into Denver, I actually got food poisoning. Oh, and, um, no. Worst case I had gotten, you know, we were in the middle of nowhere. My wife literally had to drive 60 miles round trip just to get me some ginger ale and saltines. And, um, so I was, I was worn out, um, you know, and, and just my body was tired by the time I reached Denver and I equate it to this, you know, the 140th game of the baseball season or the 14th game of the NFL season, no matter how good you're in shape, people get tired, you know, their body right. starts to wear down. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you get this trade for this, you know, great running back or slugger or pitcher and they help carry the team into the playoffs. That was Gaspar. When Gaspar came to Denver, you know, it, it was just a relief because predominantly I'd ridden alone. And when he got there, you know, he rode with me. And, and the mental part of just having somebody there with me, because for a while I was uh, actually bicycling on saltines, jello, and applesauce. That's all my stomach would take. So I was negative in calories, and it was really wearing on me. So Gaspar, he flew in, had his two bicycles, and, and literally rode the 1,000 miles with me and, and through some very tough parts. You know, we went up over 9,000 feet. Uh, not a whole lot of air up there. Right. And, uh, into the desert. And so for him, he took time out of his business to do this and to come out and to ride with me. And it, it was a breath of fresh air. and just really helped me through that stretch. It's, it's, yeah, it's interesting you talk about, and this has nothing to do with, with your friend riding with you yet for a second, but just, I was thinking about your calorie intake and everything to support your body through this activity that's a ridiculous amount of exercise and then to be so sick. And if any, I mean, if anybody has had food poisoning, I don't even know how you didn't want to call it quits because that is awful. Uh, and brutal, to say the least. And I really hope that Gaspar was training with an elevation mask on <laughs> when he was uh, preparing for this ride, because I think that that, you know, you start messing with your oxygen, and that's a whole nother ball game of uh, of issues. So you being so sick, it's like you were your own little Michael Jordan in game six of the finals with a fever pushing yourself through that. I'm, I'm so glad that he was there to support you was that was the end of your journey with him to Tucson kind of bittersweet to finish the ride out on your own after he had been with you it, yes it was uh, hated to see him leave you know his his wife and one of his daughters he's got five daughters uh, mm. actually flew out and you know uh, met us for a short period of time just for uh, you know the weekend and, and she came out and literally got to visit with them for like a day because you know we made a stop but then we had to move on and, you know, the other thing with Gaspar then is that he took it upon himself and sent out to all his friends, all his business contacts, hey, I'm doing this also with Ed Anderson. Help me to raise funds. And so it also helped to raise some additional funds. And it, it was indeed bittersweet when he left. 
Uh, but, you know, it, it was at a critical time. It, it was so well needed, and, and I will be forever grateful to him for the time and the energy that he put into this, you know, to help me. You know, I'm so inspired and motivated by this whole story, and it's it's funny. I, it, what I keep envisioning in my mind for you is, have you seen the movie Forrest Gump? And you know, oh, he yeah, when my, he. <laughs> my, my wife brought up that, and she said, "No, you're like Forrest Gump. He ran a country bicycle." So she actually brought that up. You know, it's just it it, and what a great movie that was. But it just I I can just envision you like coming up over, you know this hill and then all of a sudden all these cyclists coming behind you to support you. Uh, Ed, what is the direct link that people could go to, to donate? Um, I've been looking through your letter, but for some reason it, it looks weird on my page. So is there yeah, a place I, they well, could go right now? Yeah. The, the direct link is a little bit long here, but it's, you know, it would be the, the HTTP, mm-hmm. you know, with the double backslash, but it's B I T dot L Y backslash Ed's Adoption Tour. Okay. So it, I will post that, that as well. Yeah, that, that would be fantastic. Um, you know, again, just really appreciate everything there to, to help with the children and, and all that. And, you know, it's just... Absolutely. It has, yeah. it has been remarkable. It, it sounds remarkable. And I know we, uh, during the break we were talking, we would, I would love to pull your wife on the line since she's right there supporting you again. And, you know, what a great relationship you guys have. And I'm sure this has grown you in so many ways. Um, I also want to do let our listeners know that on Facebook, there is a Raising the Bar with Amy Bredo page. I'm going to be posting uh, Ed's social media handles, Ed's phone number for everybody to call him in the world and also the link to donate. And I mean, listeners, Hey guys, if you have just five or $10 to put towards this cause, it all adds up. Don't feel like a small donation doesn't count because it all matters and it all adds up. So for sure we want to be giving to this great cause because there are so many kids that need forever families. And if we're not in a place to adopt, we can surely support those that are, um, you know, Ed, I want to ask you, though, too, or, or even Judy, I'll ask her this question as well. What has this done in your heart? I know you have grown children. Has there been any inkling inside of you guys to to reach out to some of these kids personally? And it's okay if, to, well, if you say no. I just, yeah. I just was curious. Well, no, uh, you know, we have, you know, there, there was a family that actually is, is, is going to come visit us in in. Nowhere's Land, Colorado. I'll leave it at mm-hmm. that because, you know, I, I don't want to put them on the spot. Right. But when I had the food poisoning, it was a family of uh, five. And they helped Judy, and it was this makeshift school that they actually turned into a little bit of a hotel for the migrant workers to come in to help with the crops. But long story short, they had, they had been thinking that they may adopt. And mm-hmm. after us visiting with them, they're committed to that. And Judy said, you know, come to Virginia and, you know, we'd love to, you know, treat you to Virginia and the oceanfront. And so they're actually going to come visit us and we're going to house them. And so there are times where we are going to reach out to people. You know, there are some people that want their privacy, but. Right. I think that the best way to answer the question is I am even more in tune to the fact that when the DTFA and they talk about adoption at our conventions and all, it's. It just means so much more. Uh, I did have a lady who reposted when we were visiting. There's a post there you can see of 
meeting the back of my trailer with this little child who wanted to sit on the bicycle. He, he couldn't have been two years old. And, and his mom, who had adopted. And, you know, just the sweet stories like that. And, and, and she stayed in contact with us. So anybody that stayed in contact with us, we'll stay in contact with them and do everything that we can to help in any way that we can. I think that's great. And I really would love to stay connected with you as well, just to hear about when the next possible tour is going to happen or what your progress is and anything I can do to support this cause uh, is it's so close to my heart. We have about six minutes left. I would okay. love to just uh, let's grab beautiful Judy for just a moment. I just want to um, let her chime in a little bit on her take on this experience. That would be fantastic. So here is my wife of uh, 34 years this January. Judy. Oh, congrats. There she is. Hello. Hey, Judy. Surprise. I bet you didn't know you were going to be on the air today. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but... <laughs> well, thank you for hopping on. You know, I just found it so... Uh, I don't know if remarkable is the word that your parents had grown up in a group home and, you know, that obviously this was something that even before you ever knew Ed was important and made an impact on your own life. And I, and I had spoken to Ed saying like, it's for me, I just feel like it's so amazing how God puts people together for things that are going to happen way later. And then when it happens, you're like, Oh, now I see it. You know, uh, what do you think this means? You know, what does it mean to you that Ed decided that he was going to do this? And, and, you know, he said you reacted funny when he said, oh, I'm going to write across America. And you're like, oh, when did we decide this? How, you know, how, does, how do you feel about all of this? Oh, I can't tell you um, the words that <clears throat> come to mind. It's just indescribable, to be totally honest. And, you know, when you pick a mate, when you pick a soulmate for the rest of your life and everything that you believe in in this person and mutually they believe in you it just came together it was the most beautiful journey story and you think as Ed said we will be married 34 years this January you think you really know that person Mm -hmm. but I tell you when you ride behind a person cycling on two little skinny wheels. There goes my life. There goes my heart. There goes my world. There goes everything right there, putting it on the line for these children. And he's so compassionate. Ed is so true, so full of integrity and you know, just fulfillment. This man is so determined. When he makes up his mind, there's no turning back, you know. Which can sometimes be um, hard. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, it became just, I'd get up with him before the sun. Um, and perhaps at home, you know, he uh, would fix my coffee and we'd linger over the news or whatnot. But no, this was not a job. This was a joy. This was a journey. And, you know, Ed, just watching him day after day after day, getting up, putting up, you know, suiting up, putting on all that gear and everything. And then the other thing that I might mention are my wonderful... Just have about two minutes, Judy. I'm sorry. Yeah. He was just great. Uh, You know, and he was just doing it for the kids. And yes, my parents growing up in the orphanage at age 12, meeting each other, 
in Tiffin, Ohio, and then they were all transferred to Lexington, North Carolina, and a tremendous support group. They say, don't call us orphans. They were, you know, just like a family. It's at the core. It's at the foundation. They have that love. That's the love that Ed is looking to provide for these children. Yeah, amen to that. I am so sorry to interrupt mm-hmm. you. In our last few moments here, again, Judy, I wanted to thank you for hopping on. And I, Ed, I, I don't know if Ed can hear me. Um, appreciate him so much. You know, I want to just really encourage all the listeners to think of the words Judy just said, too. It's about family. It doesn't take blood to make people family. It's it's just a heart and it's sharing and it's caring about another person because they are human beings and we all deserve to have that experience. So please, if any of you listening are compelled in any way to either support the Dave Thomas Foundation at davethomasfoundation.org or donate to Ed's Journey, again, find him on social media, on Facebook and Twitter. I'm going to be posting all of this information on the Raising the Bar with Amy Bredo page on Facebook. Um you know, so that everybody can get involved here. If adoption isn't right for you in this season of life, do just get involved. We've got a lot of need in our world and a lot of need in this country. And um, with everything going on, there's just so much good that can be done and so many great things that aren't on TV. So I just am so grateful and so excited, Judy, for you and for Ed to be here. Ed, are you on the line? Ed, here you Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hi there. Sorry. I want to just thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. I I did thank Judy, but please thank her again. There's so much of your story that we can share. And so I'll be sure to post all of this on our Facebook page. Again, I wanted to share with our listeners, please check out the Dave Thomas Foundation at davethomasfoundation.org. I will be listing Ed's social media handles on our Facebook page. That's Raising the Bar with Amy Bredo. You've been listening to Raising the Bar. Ed Anderson, you are a wonderful, wonderful man. I am so grateful that I was able to um, nab you in the nick of time right at the end of your journey. Uh, We just have a few seconds here. Is there anything you'd like to say to our listeners? The only thing I'd like to say is that anything that you can do to help find children a forever home, again, there are over 130,000 of them out there in Canada and the U.S., and anything that we can do because it's no fault of their own to help them is just a wonderful thing, and I thank you for that in advance. Yeah, thank you so much. I hope you have a wonderful day. You're listening to Raising the Bar. This is Amy Bredo. Again, feel free to reach out uh, via email at amy.raisingthebar at gmail.com. And until next week, have a wonderful day. Thank you for tuning in to Raising the Bar. Please listen for another edition with your host, Amy Bredo, next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, get out there and keep raising the bar.